0: Tyler, live events change lives. Just like when we gathered in October in Northern Virginia, Belle, a national 30 under 30 winner, walked in and said, I've been to all the conferences, all the trainings, all the events, but never in a room where people understood my heart and my work. And she said, my soul let out a sigh of relief. If that's something that you desire, then do not miss out our next upcoming conference in beautiful Greensboro, North Carolina, April 22nd to 23rd. Go to faithfulagent.com backslash conference and grab your tickets today. We will see you there. We desire for the faithful agent community to be a group comprised of Jesus-loving, gospel-following, regenerate believers in Christ who also have been called to run and grow a business in the real estate space. We desire to see deep relationships form and grow between the men and women in this group for encouragement, accountability, and a mutual desire to grow in our love and admiration of Christ. We desire for believers in business to become excellent in all that they do. For Christian business owners to be the most knowledgeable, best trained, and top in the business so they both honor the Lord by working for his glory and they achieve financial success so they can give to the needs of their local church body. Hey, faithful agents, we are excited that you are with us today. I read the vision statement of the faithful agent because we've got a guy with us today who I believe really embodies the whole purpose of what the faithful agent is all about. It's about bringing people together to become more like Christ, right? In their business and in their life. And we had the great pleasure of meeting this man who we'll introduce here in a second at our most recent conference in October in Northern Virginia. For those of you who are there. Bless you. For those of you who aren't, you need to repent. No, Uh, we'll have another one coming up soon. Be on the lookout for that. But before we dive in to this incredible uh, opportunity to hear more about the Lord's faithfulness through uh, his work in Austin's life, Tyler, What's going on, buddy? You hey, like my man. beanie today?
1: I d- I was going to specifically call out that I was in Where a great you? mood because um, you're slamming seltzers, eating candy bars, and wearing rocking a beanie and a hoodie. It, like well, you it wasn't are candy. just it was in total winter bar. mode. I'm going <laughs> to go up into my office, talk to my boys uh, for an hour, and I'm just going to snatch That's true. And- you're right. So so here's what happened. So yesterday I had a client meeting, right?
0: And it was like 19 degrees out. So mm-hmm. I just show up in sweatpants still and cold. and it's still cold. Yeah. I show up with sweatpants and I just say, hey, look, I'm sorry. It's way too cold for me to re- wear real clothes. And they're like, I don't advocate totally for any of this, everybody. Yes. So. Look, here's my advice. If you guys take <laughs> nothing away from the faithful agent, wear sweatpants to your no. client <laughs>
1: meeting. We have thought being excellent in all that we do and wearing sweatpants to a client meeting that's is not so that. True. So I am Dude, going to publicly lambast you, know, you for I that decision. I literally just read our vision statement. Yeah. <laughs> and and then then you were meeting
0: about me not doing, listen, vision statements are aspirational things. Oh my, okay? well, you got we can some aspire upside, to them. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, <laughs> not all of us played pro baseball and can afford real pants. All right. So you need to okay. keep it together there. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad you're here, buddy. It's good yeah. to have you back once again. Likewise, uh, Man, Thanks. and I am so excited to have Austin Jacobs here with us who, like I said, joined us at the conference. He was a sponsor for us at the conference in uh, October in Northern Virginia, but became way more than that, has become a friend mm-hmm. to us and uh, just honestly a light to this community. So uh, man, super excited that you're here, Austin. Thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Why don't you just give us a quick introduction? Who are you? how did you find out about The Faithful Agent? Just start there, buddy.
2: Uh, Austin Jacobs, live in Northern Virginia. And Sterling. I found out about the faithful agent from um MJ and Janet.
0: Janet, bring nice. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. It's awesome, man. So other people in the
0: community. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They um honestly, they were just looking for a sponsorship. Janet kind of yes. knew a little bit about my story. MJ used to be my Bible study teacher oh. and, and uh or small group leader rather, not Bible study mm-hmm. teacher and you know, they kind of just reached out and I was like, yeah, this seems really cool up my alley. Let me check it out. And Mm. at that time of my life, anywhere there was real estate agents, I was definitely trying to be there.
0: Mm. Well, so yeah, one of the things I want to, I'm curious about just juxtaposing kind of like your heart and attitude coming into the conference and then like your heart and attitude leaving. So, you know, coming into the conference, uh, I know you just, you, you know, you had a moving company at the time, just be around agents, try to get business right. Those, and those things are totally legitimate. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but where was your heart? Where was your mind coming into that event? Do you think?
2: I honestly like didn't have an expectation. I didn't know much about the faithful agent as a whole. Um, I just, you know, it was just purely money motivated for me. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in here, I'm trying to build my roster of agents. Maybe I can meet a couple people doing 50 to 100 transactions a year. Maybe I can meet a couple people doing 10 transactions a year and just build my business, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Still looking for authentic relationships, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. what my business was built around. But it wasn't focused on Christ, it wasn't focused on me trying to reconnect with God. It, it wasn't focused around any of that, just solely business, right? Mm-hmm. And relationships. But...
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think, what was your relationship with God like coming
2: in? Uh, it was probably at yeah, like a one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a one, okay.
0: <laughs> a one, one out of 10 or a one out of 100? You know, you know what What kind of scale like, are we talking one about? Out <laughs> one out
2: of 100. hundred, one out of 100, yeah. You, you know... I think that at that time of my life, back in October, God was on my mind and he was calling me. I was just ignoring him very heavily and doing anything and everything I could to escape that, Mm -hmm. right? And to duck that and to bob and weave and slip, Um, you know, just... When sin compiles up on top of each other, the last thing you want to hear is the love of God because you'll feel so guilty. Mm-hmm. And so that was more or less what my mindset was. And then I was very angry with God, right? So like you come, you put sin on top of anger, and so it's like, God, what? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm swerving. Mm-hmm. Next lane, I gotta go over here. I'm not trying to really hear that. But
1: mm.
2: I think that there was a a deep yearning in my soul. That's why like there was a one and not a zero, right? There was still some hope in there. There was still some of Christ inside of me who was looking to blossom, who was looking to grow. And that's why I like was super excited. Hey, this is cool. This is a, a faithful Asian event. This is something like I've never heard of in our industry. This industry has sucked me dry. This is something I need. Let me go check it out.
0: Hey, everyone. We love the Faithful Agent community, and we want to continue to give away and pour into you as much as we can totally for free. One of the ways you financially support the work that we're doing is when you have a buyer or seller referral headed to Hampton Roads or Richmond, Virginia, send them to my team. Not only will you get great experience for your clients, you'll also be helping the mission of the faithful agent at the same time. Just go to faithfulagent.com backslash referral or text me 757-266-2876. Now on to the show.
1: When we had our conference in Northern Virginia, we hadn't met Austin before. And kind of the progression of this weekend went, man, like we had a... We had a great day the first day. We went out to dinner that night. Everybody went kind of in different directions. That's something that we do at our conferences to try to just create community because that's so much what it's about. And I actually ended up sitting next to Austin at dinner and man, everybody's having a great time. Everybody's talking. Everybody's going in their own little conversations. And Austin and I pushed pushed back away from the table and sat there and talked the whole hour and a half, couple hours, just hearing so much um, of his heart. And I mean, that's been, shoot, Four months ago at this point, and as Garrett mentioned, we've just been in relationship with Austin for a long time, seeing his life completely transform. And so what I want you to talk about, brother, is just as I heard, I mean, you can't, whether you're a one or you're a hundred, I mean, in in the grand scheme of it all, all of us are ones we're all broken sinners like none of we're us are zeros, better than the right. others like well yeah. we're ones because we are made in the image of Christ right like yeah. i mean because yeah. we have salvation in him like we are we are worthy because of the the calling he's given us to be his image bearer and to be his children but none of us are you know more perfect than another we're only all covered sure. by the blood of Christ and we're all running our races now we'll be held accountable Uh, for the actions that we take in this lifetime when we are, uh, when our bodies are made new. I mean, that's a, that's a deeper theological conversation that we don't have to dive into right now, but man, you tell me about how your testimony, uh, I mean, for decades before just wrestling with the Lord, and you've been through a lot of turmoil in your life and overcome and the Lord's continued to show up. Um, Coming into a conference or coming into the Faithful Agent Conference where you didn't have you know, a ton of expectations. That's okay. I mean, that's the point of, I mean, people walk into church all the time with no expectations. You have walked into church in your testimony without expectations. (laughs) That's a big part of your story. I know that to be true. But when you walk into a room where you have other people that are on fire for the Lord, or you have people that just see you through the lens of the gospel and can meet you where you are, I mean, just talk a little bit about, I mean, again, these last 120 days or, I mean, even the the time before that and the way that, um, you know, that wrestling, how that wrestling has changed. I mean, speak to the change in your life, man. Tell us, like, actually, I know a lot has changed. So just share with us a little bit of that.
2: Yeah, sure. So I would say that, um, you know, I grew up in church, right? And, you know, I always knew about God. And I like to think, You know, two things in particular that I really relate to in the Bible as far as what my walk with Christ really looks like is, you know, the prodigal son uh, Mm -hmm. parable and then uh, lined up with the story of Jonah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, going back, uh, I was younger, I um, was involved in a lot of uh, heavy drug activities and um just living in a criminal lifestyle and 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 um got caught up into that for a very long time and ended up incarcerated for five years mm-hmm. and um through that you know i uh definitely found myself leaning into to to christ and and trying to learn of him and and build a relationship, but it was very like surface level, right? And and to really win this war and this fight, you gotta lean into Christ harder than just a surface level. You really gotta let him lead you as opposed to you trying to lead him or thinking that you have the answers because it doesn't necessarily work out very well. And and you can end up in a lot of pain and turmoil thinking like that, right? Um and so for me, you know, I came out of prison and thought I had everything together and um my life kind of started falling apart even even more, right? Like my four best friends passed away. Um, mm. Two of them were murdered. One of them committed suicide and the other one drowned. Mm, and, and all of these events happened in a very short time frame to where I didn't want to have anything to do with God anymore. I couldn't understand God's purpose and any of that, right? And so I was in this constant push and pull with my relationship with God, seeing the favor of God, knowing that I was being blessed with God by God, but not living for God, not communing with God, not allowing God to lead me. And so my life continued to spiral out of control because uh, I feel like at that time in my life, God had asked me to go and do something and I ran away from it. And that's why I say that I feel like I kind of feel like my uh, my story kind of some somewhat with Jonah, right? Like, you can find yourself in some dark situations and some dark places when you hear the voice of the Lord and God is commanding you to do something, but you just completely run the opposite direction.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and so for a lot of my life, that was happening up and until really the faithful agent that was going on, right? Like, um thinking and feeling like I'm living a certain way, but in all actuality, I'm living a totally different way, almost double-minded, right? As as James would would call it, right? Um, And so that was much of what my life was like, very much into parties, clubbing, bars, women, uh, drugs. And then you couple that with an industry where Everything is all about appearance and everything is all about making money. And mm-hmm. so for the last 10 years, we're going to speed up, right? For 10 years of, of my career, that's what I was doing. All I was doing was chasing the next dollar, covering up all my pain, all of my sin with trying to make as much money as possible and, and, and living that kind of life. I don't know mm-hmm. if that made a lot mm-hmm. of sense, right? Doug. Absolutely. Um, To where everything had to be bigger, better, best, Um, you know, in constant competition with everybody else, instead of just competing with being the best version of myself, I had to be some greater version for everyone else. But really, I think what was going on as I was trying to hide in that, hide in uh, the success or or the social life, um, because I was running from what God was actually asking me to do. And this was a stronghold in my life to where I couldn't pull away from it. so I also believe like, you know, Satan was involved in a lot of that because I could be easily distracted because that was a comfort zone for me. Mm. I don't mm. know. That sounds a little heavy. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, really thank real. you for sharing like, that. Like, no, that's, real. I don't have, um, a lot of cut cars, and I'm not necessarily ashamed of, of of the things that I've been through, right? And I think that that's one of the things that kept me so running from God, right? Christ came for the sinners. Christ came for the sick. And a lot of times in church, we're not ministering to the sick, to the sinner the right way,
1: mm-hmm.
2: to where this shame comes across the center in the sense that you don't feel accepted in the community or you don't necessarily know how to go from the step of, all right, Christ is my savior. I believe in Jesus. This has been revealed to me. The Holy spirit is pulling at my heart to, all right, now I'm in a a Bible study or I'm in a small group, but I'm still dealing and wrestling with these sins or these addictions or these things, right? Like Sometimes it doesn't just happen overnight for everybody. Where they're, you know, they just transform, right? I feel like mm-hmm. if you look at the even Paul, he—I don't know what that thorn in his side was, but clearly he might have still been wrestling with something throughout his entire walk with with Christ and, and, and discipling people, you know. But sometimes I feel like our, our churches aren't equipped to deal with some of the mess that I was in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it wasn't a pleasurable experience. So I just kept running, mm-hmm. kept running, I kept running. But then I don't know what happened. I came to this conference, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was so weird because like, mm. I know that for the last couple months, my, stirbi- my, my spirit was disturbed, right? Like I was having all of these thoughts. I was having issues with my business partner. I was having issues with my business as a whole, um, and I kept having these thoughts that there was something greater for my life and a uh, wrestling in my spirit that I needed to be doing something different, but I had ran so much from the voice of God. I, I wasn't really recognizing it, but then it, it came very evident and clear and loud at the conference that, Hey, you've been doing what I haven't been asking you to do. And I need you to get it together. Hmm. And Honestly, after that uh, conference, I think it was October 17th, like something just clicked and I feel like I surrendered in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I confessed some things to God. I confessed some things to some other people just to to free myself um, and just ask God for strength, right? And immediately I felt like I was supposed to leave my business, Um, and I was supposed to separate myself and, and in a sense to where I needed to study and get closer to God so he could prepare me for what he wants me to do next. Mm. And in order to sometimes hear the voice of the Lord, you do need to be very still and you have to make room right you have to make room like sometimes we're so bogged down by our everyday lifestyle whether it's your business your family uh, your education pursuing uh, t- to make your skill set better whatever it is like especially in the real estate industry whether whether it's your your business is centered around agents or you're chasing clients or whatever. There's this big chase to where you always feel like you're busy, but you're not really being productive, but you're so busy. You're not really making room for the things of God.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And, um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, you know, I haven't worked in several months, but I've probably read my Bible a lot and I've prayed a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just trying to consume myself with some of those things so I can be prepared for for what God's wanting me to do next. Um, and it's not easy, right? Like coming out of a lifestyle of addictions and drugs and alcohol and partying and, and, and women, those temptations don't just like Eve. Mm-hmm. They get more creative, right? Um, uh, the, 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 the serpent gets a little bit slicker, mm-hmm. you know, and, and trying to test you or see, you know, how strong you are. I, I can tell you something that happened to me the other night, like full disclosure, right? Like, um, you know, I struggled with smoking weed for a, a long time in my life, and I would say it's still a struggle, but it's not the same kind of struggle. But the other night, like, I I felt the Holy Spirit, like, save my life, right? Like, it, it, you know, this is really intense for me. And, and some people might not believe this deeply and, and, and stuff like that. But, like, I was at a very weak point the other day, the other night. And, like, sometimes trying to separate yourself to to hear God's calling and to get prepared for that, you can be very lonely. And And me personally, I have to remove myself from certain people, places, and things in order to, like, be obedient, but it still can be lonely and hard just listening to your mind and your thoughts and and trying to get that clarity. And so I'm like I have I, I've had anxiety attacks, I've been on medication before, you know, like I've gone through some things. So I felt like this anxiety attack was coming and all I wanted to do was like smoke some weed. And I literally was like in the process of trying to figure out how to smoke some weed. And then all of a sudden I got this sense of calmness coming over me and my brain just started reciting um, uh, Psalms 23. Right. And by the time I got to the end of it, I don't even know where it came from. It just like was flooding my mind. Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. by the time I got to the end of it, I was like more calm. And then, the next verse started coming to me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right? And it was just like a flood of verses just coming over my body, just wrapping me up in love and in strength. And it got me through the night. And it got me through the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, through the night. and that's what I needed for for right then and there. And so mm-hmm. I, 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 dude, dude, sorry I might be oversharing, but life it is, is your, real out here, right? Like, I think no. that's another thing as, as Christians, we got to stop faking. Like that, we're not tempted every day, and that uh, especially younger Christians, right, or or Christians who are battling coming out of some severe trauma, mm-hmm. or or a lifestyle of years upon years upon years of of things. Like this is what we're warring against,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And it, and it needs to be talked about more in church and not glorified, but understood mm-hmm. help needs to be given because that's who Christ came for. That the, the mm-hmm. sinner who is struggling with those addictions, who has anger issues, who is caught up in, 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 in their self identity and, and things of this world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. man. I, I uh, I'll jump in real quick. D. Uh, <clears throat> so many good things in that buddy i mean i i am i know tyler too and our whole audience like so grateful for your honesty and vulnerability in that man i mean in a huge way like i think that it's really easy to get convinced that christians are middle class white people who grew up in a christian home you know and like i mean there are some <laughs> don't get mm-hmm. me wrong but that's yeah. not all that christians look like it's mm-hmm. our our uh, some of us have salvation stories that are messy right? Like yours. some of us did grow up in Christian homes like me and praise God for that. And mine wasn't messy, but everyone has sin that is going on in their hearts. We are not immune to sin. We are set free from sin. It doesn't mean we don't still sin. It doesn't mean we don't still have temptation. And uh, you're right, Austin. I mean, in, in a huge way, man, what you said is spot on. If we stay quiet as believers, and all of us are just going to internally wrestle with things. And we're not good at doing that alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the devil is going to have dominion and, and victory over those uh, moments in our lives of temptation when he shouldn't, uh, because Christians should stop being silent that, hey, I sin too. Hello. <laughs> That's the gospel. Like no, no mm-hmm. one should be surprised uh, when we raise our hands and say, guess what, guys, I'm struggling with sin. Well, Yeah. Uh, you're a human, I assume that you are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I love the the authenticity of that brother is really encouraging uh, in that way. And mean, I'll, I'll just say this too, and, and T, jump in, but genuinely in the whole time we've done this, The Faithful Agent, since the very beginning, uh, which has been a year, probably the most joyful moment of my entire time doing this was when I saw your Facebook post of you at church the Sunday after the conference. Like, yeah. It, Mm -hmm. Bar none, probably the most joyful thing that has ever happened. Because yes, guys and audience, this is, we hope that you become excellent in your business. Absolutely. But I don't really care compared to my hope that some people will come to our community who are dead in their trespasses and sins and they leave alive. Uh, who, who uh come in and uh like Austin talking about, just trying to run from the Lord or whatever's going on. And 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 they leave because of you guys, right? Because of all of you in the community, they they get into these relationships where they recognize, man, the Lord is what my heart should desire and I want to long for him. Like, man, there's just that's what we want. Right. Mm-hmm. And Austin, the, the this is not a story of Austin. This is a story of the Lord's faithfulness to a man named Austin Jacobs, right? Mm. And praise God for that and, and such a witness to that. But man, Tiaki, keep going, buddy. Why yeah. don't you jump in?
1: No, good man. And to echo I mean, and Austin's leading his son in that too, his son Christian and taking it came back to church with him. And, you know, yeah. what a what just an example that we all are aiming to challenge. Uh one another as men obviously are our, our our ladies in the group too, but to what it looks like to be fathers that are on fire for the Lord and the the example that that sets for for our sons, for our daughters, um, and the path that that sets them on. We, we're not dictating the outcome of their life. We're not dictating their salvation by any means. Um, but we're called um, as fathers to to shepherd our our boys and our girls. So, but man, I, as you were sharing some of your testimony, and there's so many gaps in that that you've graciously encouraged me with and sharing that we're not, we don't even have the time to get into brother. But um, I, I love hearing you testify to taking captive your thoughts. I Man, I know so much that you've been through um, and what a testimony it is when you're in that moment for the Lord's word, for the armor of God to pour over you so that you can take back your thoughts, take them captive so that you can turn to the Lord and allow the spirit to show up. When we, when we start filtering out our lives and, making our yeses, yeses means, it means like we take some stuff out. You, you know, you've, you step back from your business. You've taken some relationships out. You've taken the temptations out of your life and how you've got some gaps in there that you and I have talked about. Like, how do I fill those well? Because I mean, being idle, like we're not good at being idle. No, we'll all say that. None of us are good at being idle. We want to fill that with something. We want to be aiming to accomplish something. We want to be occupied. And so to be disciplined and discerning in how you fill that time is is a testimony, man. Like that is to be able to sit here and tactically show how you walk through that and the spirit showing up in your life to give you control back of your flesh by submitting to him man, that is a good word right there. Like that is walking the walk and we can all be encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by that. And I think more than anything from you, and I've shared this with Austin directly, he is so gifted at just encouraging. I mean, he's given us encouragement, constantly pushed us onward and what we're doing with our mission here at the Faithful Agent that he's a big part of. But you don't get to be a good encourager, or a leader, or um, somebody that people trust um, and take their words ser- uh, sincerely or seriously, unless you're authentic and unless you share where you're coming from. And you've always been so good at that. I think a big part of your story. And I don't want to speak for you, but you mentioned it as you as you were sharing about sometimes being in church or being in places with other believers where. You're not seeing, or, or you're seeing people not for who they really are. You're seeing, you're seeing a room where, you know, just like in the real estate business. I mean, there's so many parallels of like trying to be. Made up, trying to have it all together. You got to have every the answers for everybody. You can't act like you've got any weak spots or blind spots or you're failing in any ways because then people aren't going to want to be in business with you, quote unquote. Well, that's, I mean, that's just not reality. And, you know, the ability to be authentic and confess where you're falling short, confess where you got a need with something and to be accountable, as we're called into as believers, is what, what gives you the avenue That I've, I mean, again, I've firsthand seen you, I've experienced it, and I've also seen you in a room take a microphone with a bunch of strangers that you say, you say that you're not good at speaking in front of people or you don't want to talk to anybody. But to encourage people around you to lean in on things, man, like that is, that does not just happen. You can't be fake and do that. You know, you get exposed over time. And here we are all these, these months later, and I can testify to the changes in your life because of that, and you're testifying to it right now. So I just want to say thank you for that first and foremost. But then I think there is like a good point for us to maybe talk about here. One, as believers in the church um, and locally, and then two, as you know, business folks in, in real estate. What, I mean, how do you, what does it look like to be real, right? And not, not be wallering in our sin all the time and not you know, be you know, cynical that the world's out to get you a type of mentality. But how, how do we empathize with people um, and champion our brokenness in the gospel well? Does that question make sense? How do, how do we show that we're broken and that we're being cared for in the spirit um, without feeling, without being the guy that's always complaining about the things going wrong with them? You know, how do you do that well?
2: That's a great question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I ask you because I think you do it well and maybe you just do it organically, but I, I, I think that I, I would like to do it better.
2: I don't know. I think that people just have to be authentic And I think that it's got to come with love, like an authenticity, right? Like, um, I don't know if that answers your question, right? But I I think that, I don't know, honestly, you know, all I know is that when somebody is sharing with you or, or telling something with you, I think our response has to be first with love. And it's not like a, a pity party or something like that. I, I don't know if I'm answering this, this correctly, mm-hmm. but like it's just got to be done out of authenticity and love. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes, I think a lot of people in the church aren't aren't equipped to help people, honestly. It's it's right? True. Like you might have to go get a stronger believer to to, to tackle some of the stuff I'm dealing with, right? Like, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not really sure how to answer that. Yeah. I I just think that authenticity and love is, is, is gotta be the forefront of some of that. For Mm -hmm. sure.
1: Yeah, I think that, man, and just, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but again, just affirming that you do, don't think about it, just keep doing what you're doing. But I, I mean, I think that a lot of it and what I see is is being slow to speak and quick to listen, right? As As believers, when we are aiming to, a lot of time we think about evangelism or testifying or sharing the truth as being like, Okay, I gotta, I gotta spout the gospel. Let me stand on my soapbox. Let me get a microphone, stand up on the stage and start telling people the truth. Absolutely. That's, that is certainly a huge part of it. But a lot of times, man, testifying is being present in somebody's sin with them and realizing that you're not gonna be the one to fix it. We're right. always inclined to say, like, okay, tell me your problems. Now go and do this. Now go forth. I mean, because we see, I mean, we do see so much encouragement in scripture of, you know, go forth and do this, go and change this. And, you know, it happens on pages for us. Like that's taking action, but, it, it, you know, we're reading it in one sitting rather than <laughs> deeper relationships or, you know, investment and into churches, investment into these larger scale things that are so much is happening beyond just the one chapter that we're reading in that. So I think being slow to speak, Quick to listen, resonating in sin with somebody, confessing alongside them, empathizing with them, um, and not and and pointing back to the gospel that like anything that I say to you isn't going to fix you, but if you turn to the Lord, um, and He'll help you take your thoughts captive, just like He did me. You know, for example, wh- whatever it is that they're wrestling with, but you jumping straight to conclusions or jumping straight to throwing stuff at people or throwing answers to people—that's not. That's not that's not the gospel. I mean there is there is the gospel is the answer. That's what it yeah. ultimately leads to, but putting band-aids on gaping open wounds does not fix any of that. They don't go away. And so um I just think that that's something that we kind of need to talk about. I mean, something that we try to talk about constantly is about what it means to you know, going back to that one to a hundred scale, like we're all broken, right? Like we're not trying to stand here or nobody, we don't bring anybody on the show trying to give any type of self-help gospel or any type of, you know, do this and be a better Christian type of truth. I mean, we believe in the fundamental gospel that we're all broken sinners in desperate need of a savior and Jesus being the only uh, sacrifice capable of redeeming our relationship with a greater God that desires righteousness and justice like that, that's the, I mean, that's the core essence that we believe that we can do nothing apart from the faith that he's gifted us. And so, I mean, clinging to that truth, sharing that truth, living by that truth, I mean, whatever that looks like, I mean, that's, that's what this is about. I mean, that's what these conversations are about. And so um, I'm so glad that you came on and shared that and the way that you've lived that out. I mean, again, and for letting me be a part of that over the last 120, 150 days um, and walking walking through that with you has been a huge encouragement to me, man. Like I, I'll i testify that, that the ways that I'm encouraged the most in the relationships that I'm encouraged the most are people who are called into obedience and, and act, right? Like obedience is an action. It is not a passive sit on your hands, stay in place and just take everything that's going on around you and just like deal with it. No, obedience is an action to preparing your heart, guarding your heart, putting on the armor of God and, and listening to the call, right? Like showing yeah. up where the spirit shows up and, um, recognizing that you were just a vessel for his kingdom's growth. Um, and man, you've done that. So thank you yeah, for, for your sure. testimony.
0: I think there's absolutely, you know, uh, I think there's two thoughts I would leave us with as agents. The first one is, Austin, your story is a reminder that the gospel is more important than any of the actual work that we do. Amen. Uh, Because I can help someone find a home. I'm not going to change their heart, right? I can help them make money on an investment. It's not going to bring them to a new eternal uh, place, uh, right? We're, we're, We're... interacting every single day in this industry with people who have souls, uh, eternal souls that will go to heaven or hell. And it is up to us. And I'm speaking to myself because I'm terrible at this, guys. It's up to us to look and recognize this person in front of me is much more than simply a commission check. They're a soul that needs the gospel just like I do. Uh, So I would say that's number one. And number two, uh, Austin, I think your testimony and your personality uh, reminds us that people... Uh, you all might've heard me say this before. People don't want the ideal you. They want the real you, Mm. right? They don't want the ideal you. They want the real you. People want to know who you are. And that means let's not be afraid that we have warts uh, because we're believers and believers should not be afraid that they sin. We should hate it, but not be surprised by it. Uh, And so I, I think there should be more freedom in that authenticity, which I struggle with too uh, of just like, dude, this is who I am. I'm not perfect. Guess what? Uh, anybody that knows me knows that I'm not perfect. Um, you know, Tyler, most of all, no, not most of all, second of all, uh, cause my wife yeah. knows that most of all, mm-hmm. and maybe my kids. So maybe you're like sixth of all, anyways, it doesn't <laughs> matter. This is a terrible way to end this episode. Uh, here's my question, also man because we're so grateful for your heart and the work that the Lord is doing in your life is such an encouragement. If anybody wants to connect with you, man, or just talk to you or you know, if they're wrestling with some things similar, um, and they need someone who understands, like how could they get a hold of you, buddy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you can definitely always hit me up on my cell phone seven zero three nine three seven 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 two. Would love to to talk to you. We can encourage each other, uh, pray together, grab some coffee or some food. Uh, you can reach me out uh, on my email last name Jacobs, Jacobs a zero zero seven at yahoo dot com. Yahoo. You can find me on yeah, Facebook, wow. Austin Jacobs <laughs> on, on Facebook. I'm uh <laughs> I try to be active on there as well.
0: Yeah, the Faithful Agent page, yeah. You can find him there, but oh, hold on one second, little dude. So that that's my son. He's interrupting the ending of this episode. Uh I love that you still have Yahoo and I love yes. that we all have sons. Yes. We love you, Faithful Agents. Austin, thank you so much for joining us, brother. You're Uh, heart and your testimony is such an encouragement to all of us. So guys, if you want to meet Austin in person, I hope you're coming to our uh, next conference, Austin. If you want to meet Austin in person, come there, hang out with him, hang out with us. We'd love to be in a room uh, with all of you. It is such great joy in that. So we love you, faithful agents, and we'll see you next week. Hey, faithful agents, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope it encouraged you to both grow your business and your faith. And as always, make sure you share this episode with a friend who you think would be encouraged by it and join us on our Facebook group. If you aren't there yet to come together with the other faithful agents around the country, just go to facebook.com and search the faithful agent. And if you want to be encouraged more locally, because after all local groups is where the real growth and change happens, go to faithful agent.com backslash local groups to check out what we've got going on. And if there isn't a group near you, you can reach out to us right there and tell us you're interested in starting your own. Thank you as always for tuning into this episode. We hope to see you next week.